0: That movie specifically, though, is, is very creepy to me just because I grew up kind of in rural Virginia and we actually had like kind of like a cornfield or like a big field behind my house.
1: That's also the movie where like they're at the, the birthday party scene, right? Walking along the thing and I'm like, oh my God,
0: like it's
1: it's kind of it's scary. It scares me just
0: to see it. And I'm like, all right.
1: Yeah, there's definitely that scene I tried to forget. Welcome to Unshut, a place where if at any point you feel like you need to shut the fuck up, don't. Hey, Tim, can you hear me?
0: I can. Sorry, I'm. let me get my video set up. This is my brand new laptop that I'm using, so I'm trying to...
1: You're all good, no worries. How's your day going? Pretty good. I'm fucking freezing right now. It's so cold.
0: Sick. Well, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it.
1: Yes, no, for sure. Where are you at right now? Are you still in the East Coast or...?
0: Yeah, I'm in uh, Richmond, Virginia. So it's uh, it's about 30 degrees here today. We get like kind of a mild winter, but just kind of depends.
1: Damn, so I was complaining about 50 degree weather. Hey, that's still cold for Texas. I've, I've, I've been there when it's been like
0: 110 down in like Houston and it gets hot down there. So I'm sure 50 feels pretty cold.
1: It does. It's pretty chilly.
0: If you hear the doorbell ring, there's somebody that might be coming to fix my plumbing, but it should be fun.
1: awesome no worries welcome tim you are one of the members of telltale can you tell everyone what you do in the band how long you've been in the band and all those good details
0: yeah yeah my name is tim fogg Um, i play bass in telltale i've been with the group since like 2018 i do a lot of our core managing like we we're pretty self-managed these days and do a lot of our booking too on the on the back end part so i do a lot of the stuff that that people don't see but it's fun to me and then i get to play my bass on stage and it's also pretty fun too so
1: how long have you been playing the bass for
0: i honestly just picked it up when i joined this band um so i've been playing guitar since like 2010 quite a while i got my first guitar when i was in high school i'm more like trained on like acoustic and electric guitars but there's just a need to fill a a void for a bass player um in this group when it formed and i just decided hey you know what might as well try my hand at this and uh bring kind of a guitar players respective to the base so as i'm sure most bases do but You know, it's been fun though.
1: I have somewhere down here on my notes, which we'll talk about adaptability here in a little bit. I didn't know that fun fact about how you became the bass player for the band. And that's fucking cool.
0: Yeah, appreciate that. Yeah, I just been playing guitar in a bunch of previous bands. I normally played like lead guitar. I wasn't I'm not the most technical player, but, you know, influencers were like Ramones, Blink-182, Some 41, bands like that. It just came kind of natural to do like the power chords and stuff. You know, when there's a need for a bass player, I was just like, you know what, I'll, I'll play my role and fit into this. This gap here, it allows me to focus more on plus more the songwriting and more so on like the back end stuff that I like to do, like the management and the, the logistical side of things. So it was just a really pretty natural fit for me.
1: It's great. Did you start off as like the guitarist in the band?
0: They had a, a original bass player for like a couple months and then they parted ways with him and then I, jo- I joined actually as the bassist. So I, w- I was never the, I guess, technically guitar player, but they wanted to keep it as like a four piece thing. It just worked out pretty naturally. I just kind of found it was a good fit for everybody.
1: Yeah, that's cool. Something that I love about your guys' band is that I can shuffle your songs on Spotify and it sounds like I'm listening to multiple genres, yet it still sounds like you. Is that something that was discussed in the group that you wanted to put out music that was very versatile in that sense? Or is that just the sound that just came organically with the group?
0: Yeah, that's a great question. I think when we first started out, the band wanted to kind of sound like a mix of the story so far and counterparts. So like on our very first like EP, you can hear, you know, there's a bit more screaming. It's a bit more melodic. And then as we kind of transitioned, we, we ended up shining with uh, Sharp Tone Records in like 2018. And they kind of had a vision for us to kind of sound like Newfound Glory a bit, which is cool. We, we like that sound, but they wanted us to kind of sound like a mix between like that and like maybe a data member, you know, mixing some screaming, some other stuff. So for the Timeless Youth record, you could kind of hear where it sounds more of like a... Vintage state champ sound, I feel just that's just kind of the direction they wanted to go towards. And, you know, we had a couple singles that we really liked from that record that were the backbone for, for that whole album that kind of just created that sound. We did some DIY touring and kind of shifted. We kind of got back to our original roots of just, you know, we're going to splice in some more melodic stuff, but also incorporate more some more pop elements. So as we get into like some of the singles we have, like What a Shame and, um you know, Won't Be Me, those are a little bit more produced with some like pop elements like The Weeknd, the 1975, stuff like that. And then as we kind of get into the Lie Out" EP, that's kind of the record where we were like, all right, we'll 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 go back to more some of the heavier side. There's some breakdowns in that. We started exploring some of our, I guess, core influences, like bands like Seether, you know, set your goals there's some some different things in there that we just tried to take bits and pieces of different bands different artists and splice it into our our music and then with our upcoming record we just did it's it's definitely more of a cohesive i'd say it's the most cohesive album we've ever done every influence we have is in like the 10 songs that we are about to put out it's a really cool record i think we really modeled ourselves after like you know boston manor or bands like that, where they have such a unique sound when you cut them on that, like, you know, that that's what the record's gonna sound like, or their band's gonna sound like. So I'm excited for everybody to hear that. But yeah, I guess, like, at the end of the day, what we grew up listening to, and we wanna incorporate more of a modern element to it. So, you know, there's some dad rock in there for sure, but they're gonna be, you know, there's going to be a modern a modern tenant to it. So
1: no, that's great. And I think taking your listeners on that journey as well is what allows the versatility of being able to give so many options when you do a show, right? I've talked about this on on the podcast that some sometimes when you go to shows, it's the same sound throughout the entire thing. And so I think allowing yourself specifically in a band to play around with sounds with different genres of rock whether it's rock, alternative, punk, pop, infusing it all together, you allow your band base to grow and also to give everyone just a little piece of what they're looking for, you know?
0: Yeah, definitely. And we we do tailor our set towards like, you know, what other bands are playing with, what genre, it kind of depends on the city and stuff like that. But, it, you know, if we're playing a traditional pop punk or emo show or something, we're just going to kind of stick to like the core songs that we have or kind of the hits, sprinkle in one or two songs, the breakdown that, you know, maybe the metalcore kid there can be like, that's what's up or the hardcore kid or something just appreciate it seems goes for like when we play more pop shows we'll do some of our more produced songs and might sprinkle in a heavier song but you know you play towards the audience you want to you want the show to be cohesive with the other bands and we we've always been told you want to be either the softest band on the heaviest show or the heaviest band on the softest show. And we've always, that's just been some cool advice that we we kind of take just sprinkling something. Maybe somebody wasn't, wasn't looking for in the show, but it just spices it up.
1: I love that. I've never heard that before. And I absolutely love that. While we're speaking on sound, if tim could pick a big picture film and your music is going to be featured in a movie what would your music be featured in
0: maybe like a sci-fi i mean we just put out a song called other side the whole kind of like concept of this new record is it's very like sci-fi very like very weird we took a lot of influence from like Marilyn manson music videos and just we're really into like horror and stuff so i think i think that would be cool but if, if just one movie to ever have a song in it would be it would be like jurassic park or jurassic world four or something I don't know that's just my thing so
1: I love that and I love that you brought up sci-fi because that was totally the vibe I was going for in my notes when I'm awesome. like if they could play that in any genre what type of genre would it be but we will talk about that song here in a little bit but I think that's so spot on and I think it's refreshing to find music that creates visuality without having to have any
0: yeah I appreciate that yeah we we really kind of dove into this album cycle and tried to make all the branding cohesive and the songs and everything and I'm glad it it kind of like shows. that's what it is but yeah it's just like it's supposed to be kind of creepy and like unsettling like the album art and the songs and we're just trying to create like a unique whole package of what the album is so the that song kind of kicks it off so that's sick
1: yeah that's amazing and so you said you're like a jurassic park fan oh yeah big
0: yeah big fan of jurassic park got a lot of their lego sets that they've done over the years got all the movies and box sets i just just a really uh core core film franchise for me i just kind of grew up watching it and i like dinosaurs point blank so <laughs>
1: that's awesome do you think there will be more i i'm i think they've put it to bed which i'm
0: i'm totally at peace with i wasn't biggest fan of jurassic world 3 but the first three um jurassic parks i really enjoyed and same with jurassic world was was incredible so i think they're in a good spot with it i don't I hope there's no spinoffs. I don't, I just think it should just be one of those things where it is what it is. And I think fans of the franchise can just kind of like interpret it, the endings how they want.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I know that you're named after the Edgar Allan Poe story, the Tell-Tell heart. But since social handles did not allow hyphens, you made it one word, which this is where I was going with the whole adaptability thing. To me, this showed your capability as a band to be able to adapt and make it work. What's been a challenge on social media that's made it difficult to adapt to as a band?
0: Yes, that is correct. Yeah, we did uh, take out the hyphen in the in the name. One challenge we've had on social media is like Telltale Games, which did like the Walking Dead series is always people always find that funny for some reason, which is is fun with us. Yeah, TikTok is is always our number one thing that we've definitely struggled with. I think when that platform was introduced over the pandemic, we were kind of like in between like kind of a. Like in a limbo state, we were working on like a new record deal and everything. I just didn't see the point, or I guess we didn't really see the point of just like putting out constant content when we didn't have anything really to push, like musically. Like we weren't really sitting on a new record or anything to like, oh, it's like tease stuff. Like we're good at teasing things and, you know, creating a a aura about that. But like we didn't have anything to do that with. And I truly didn't believe that TikTok was going to be as big of a platform as it is. And I'm not super big personally into like content creation and stuff. I'm more of like a, you know, let's go to a show and hang out type vibe or, you know, send off some funny tweets. That platform's never really spoken to me. And I think we've kind of missed maybe the wave of some of like the artists that just completely went. From zero to 100 on the, like in our scene. And it's awesome that they've been able to utilize the platform the way that, like, they have. Cause when I go to shows now where they're a TikTok oriented band or something, like they have a lot of TikTok fans, all the kids at the shows will be people I've never seen at shows. It's just very interesting to me that this entire separate scene of kids growing up to, they went to local shows and then there's the kids that found the bands on TikTok have never interacted it basically. So it's just, it's cool. Hopefully in 2024, we can get a little better at TikTok, but.
1: We'll see. Something I've noticed with talking to band members and independent artists, a lot of the TikTok following was not translating over into their other social media following. And it also was not translating over into streams. I don't necessarily hate on the bands or the artists that did not take advantage of TikTok when they started, because if you really think about it, how fast You go from zero to 100. You don't really learn to manage it. You don't really know how to capitalize on it because of how quickly it takes off. And I've noticed that with a lot of artists, they'll have 150,000 followers on TikTok. They're getting millions of views on their videos. Then you go into their monthly listeners on Spotify. It just does not match. Sometimes I think you have to allow the creativity of the music to still continue to get put out there. And yes, social media is a big platform to distribute your music, distribute your brand, and that's great. But in a way, I do find it refreshing for the ones that don't because it is also how you allow your creativity to come out through your lyrics, through your music, without having the push of having to do something for social media.
0: Yeah, definitely. I was gonna say to piggyback off that. I actually I work in a min- music venue here in Richmond called the Canal Club. It's like a seven 50 cap room you know the past year we've had a lot of artists where it might be their first tour first headliner tour and they really took advantage of tiktok over the pandemic or like that literally is their entire platform is tiktok and it's it's just super interesting because you don't really know how many tickets they're going to sell or like who's going to show up to the show what type of audience is it going to be is it going to be literally 12 year old children or is it going to be adults like i don't know until they come to the, the door of the show and two artists that have just like crushed the difference between like taking their tiktok following and taking it to now they really have tons of bodies it shows is like is in action and like honey revenge like absolutely crushed it good friends of mine and like i just think they're doing the thing like they literally took the platform and used it to its full advantage and now all those people listen to their band they're buying merchant shows they're coming to the vips and like i mean they did it like it's just incredible to see stuff like that where they used the the whole aura of TikTok and, and now they're like killing it. So
1: yeah that's amazing is there a telltale song that you thought deserved a little more love not that i think artists ever put out music like this is the one right but even for myself now with you know starting this podcast a few months ago sometimes there are things that i'll put out even if it's like a teaser a trailer or something and i'm like oh this one's gonna be it this one's the one that's gonna get so many good views i post it i get fucking zero and then i'll go and be like i'll throw my hands up and be like you know what i'll just post this just because at this point like who gives a fuck and then that's yeah. the one that ends up doing fucking incredible has there ever been a project or anything that you've put out that did not receive enough love
0: yeah it's so funny you say that so like when we're in the studio we we'll... Like the record we just did, we're like, yeah, I think this song might be the weakest one. It's just the ironic part of like, you put so much into like the art and same with like your visual stuff and, you know, podcasts and everything. You put so much into one piece of content, it kind of flops. And then the stuff that you had already written off is like, this isn't going to do anything. That's the one that like, for some God awful reason, it just works out. So it's just, it's just the irony of it. It's just the irony of like doing art. Like I feel it's just, you just never know what what's going to happen. But Telltale Song, I thought, deserve more love. Maybe Slow Burn off of our last record, Lie Your Way Out. I, I just think the chorus of that's really good. It's like our take on an environmental track. When we're recording it, the Australian wildfires were happening. So we were like, we just, we just kind of honed in on that. It was right when the pandemic started, actually, like a week before the pandemic started. So like things were already a little murky with that. I really like that track. And then maybe like letting go off of the Timeless Youth EP. I just thought that was like a different song for us that I that I would have seen. I like to play that live. So I just would have thought it hopefully would take off, but it didn't really. So
1: that's awesome. And who knows, yeah. maybe after this, people will be like, well, let's go fucking show it some love. You never know. Like, <laughs> I mean, internet's crazy. So I mean, that'd be sick. But you're absolutely right when it comes to artistry, what we overthink a little bit ends up becoming like the biggest flop. Yeah. You never know. But I also love it because I do think it allows the creativity to also keep pushing, right? You constantly have to keep reminding yourself you're putting out this music because you love it, not because you're trying to put it out to please your audience. And I think that that's also the beauty of it. Think of how many artists, they'll post something flop and then... You never hear from them again.
0: Yeah, it's just about being consistent and like just continuously posting stuff. And like I said, like kind of feeding into the algorithm and like when we really want to push a song, I feel like people can tell like, oh, this is good stuff, but like it's hard sometimes.
1: Oh, for sure. What can you tell us about your latest single other side?
0: I really like that song. I think it's one of the stronger ones from the record. I think the chorus is is pretty tight. I think it's one of those songs that's like up to interpretation. Um it can be about a relationship. It could be about the movie signs. I mean, it could be about anything, you know. We recorded the music video for that in very rural Virginia. Like it we ran into Airbnb on like this little lake, and we basically like redid this entire cabin to like kind of look like a kind of a crime scene with like supposed to our singer comes in he's basically like moving between reality of being alive and dead so like it was just kind of like just an interesting vibe um we try to just have fun with the video and just again make it very sci-fi make it kind of weird feel whatever you want to feel watching or listen to it but like that's why we write music is so people can you know if you want to feel one way about something cool if you want to t- take it another way go for it so
1: you mentioned the movie signs so you Sometimes. somewhat brought up aliens what is Tim's take on aliens
0: oh they definitely exist for sure that movie specifically though is is very creepy to me just because I grew up kind of in rural Virginia and we actually had like kind of like a cornfield or like a big field behind my house and we lived like kind of in the middle of nowhere so when I saw that movie and like the aliens are coming out of like coming to the house and stuff I was like wow I'm gonna die tonight like that's it's, it was truly like a traumatizing movie to me. But I, I feel like there's got to be something else out there than just us. But I guess time will tell. I don't know. I wish I was a government official so I could tell everybody what's up. But that's never going to happen. So.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. That's also the movie where like they're at the, the birthday party scene, right?
0: Bro, like every time I see that it's it's like a tr- I, somebody posted on Twitter and I was like, this is actually triggering to me. And I I can't explain why, but it's just like that that little guy walking through the walking along the thing. And I'm like, oh my God, like it's, it's kind of, it's scary. It scares me just to see it. I'm like, all right.
1: Well, I mean, you said trauma and going back to that movie. I'm like, yeah, there's definitely that scene I tried to forget. It's one of those scenes that's so eerie. And I just remember watching it when I was younger. And it, like you said, it traumatized the shit out of me. I'm, I was terrified.
0: I don't know. And it's just that one specific scene. I don't know if they just did such a good way of capturing that, like the aliens that had landed or like human or whatever it was, but like, it was just so humanized that it was like oh wow that that could be for real like that's real and then I don't know it's just weird
1: I always tell people that I have these conversations with it's always scarier to me the people that believe there's no possible way to me the people that are that boxed in those are the people I'm scared of me I am like nothing would shock me like anything could come out right now or even stand in front of me and I wouldn't be like shook I would be like yep all right it exists.
0: Yep. It's real. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. some. Of the, yeah. The people that like, they're like, oh, that's not a real thing. I'm like, well, to me, that just shows you have a closed mind and not too big of an imagination to so you I don't know yeah
1: 100% what is Tim's take on just because you mentioned it so I'm kind of just going on the fly of the conversation right now what happens after we leave our it physical form is, I grew up
0: in a, like a very religious household so I guess I would be inclined to say you would go to heaven but I don't no one knows the answer so like to me like uh, all of our souls have energy the energy has to go somewhere I don't know where but I feel like when you're in a room and somebody passes away whether it be like an elderly person you can kind of feel like that that spirit leave i don't know where it goes i mean i'd love to know that but i guess it's always going to be the world's biggest mystery i always think like if if everybody knew what actually happened when you died, would there really be like civilized society and stuff? Or does like the fear that there is like a hell and a heaven create boundaries and stuff and rules? And I don't know. It's just, it's just an interesting concept to me.
1: No, very interesting. And if we had those answers, would our lives also be meaningless, I guess, right? Like if yeah. we knew we had do like if we knew, you know, would the meaning of life be so careless and so different if we knew what did happen afterwards?
0: Yeah, just like it's in the Bible that if you kill yourself you go to hell well what if you kill yourself and nothing happens is the suicide rate more inclined to go up because people are no longer scared that like there is a repercussion for that i don't know but like it's just an interesting thing to think about that could be the reality that maybe organized religion or something has shaped societal morals i don't know it's like
1: you said it's the the biggest mystery of all
0: yeah so one day we'll know we'll both know at some point, but not, yeah. hopefully not there tomorrow or anytime soon.
1: Absolutely. But I do love there is a norm in talking about this a little bit more because I do think sometimes taking the fear out of it also takes away the power of it. And I do believe we are a source of energy. And so I think giving it a power of fear, it really does weigh us down. So I think being able to just talk about it, putting music out creatively that does touch on the subject a little bit. I think it's yeah. so healthy and I think we need more of it. Nice.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we actually have a, a song on this upcoming album. It, it kind of tells just like we're kind of all religious and upbringing but it kind of like straight away from like organized religion but it's called i've given more to a lesser god and it's basically just us questioning kind of like exactly this conversation just like i don't know what happens basically and nobody kind of does so it's one of my more favorite songs on the record And we've never done a religion based song so like i don't know if people are gonna be like oh that sucks or what but like It was just something that was like kind of true to us when we were in the studio, so.
1: No, I am so excited to hear it because it's okay to question it. So I grew up in a religious household too. And I think that a lot of things in life you weren't able to question when you were younger. Why is the sun hot? Because God made it this way. There was always like no really reasoning behind it. And I think at an early age that almost not trains us, but grooms us to like not ask those questions. And so I think now that when we are older, I love that we're able to to ask those questions questions. And I think it's also great to believe that listen, like it doesn't matter what God you believe. in. if your God is as good and powerful as you believe he is, why wouldn't you question him? Wouldn't you think that someone that powerful who was able to create us who were like the most beautiful pieces of art not want us to come to him and trust that we can have like those open conversations instead of just believing what we're told?
0: Yeah, I totally agree. It's, it's almost one of those things like once you open the box, like, you know, what's inside the box like I I don't know I, I kind of explored just you know different things in like in college as far as you know got into raising machine and then politically that kind of like brought in my spectrum which brought in you know everything else and I just kind of like opened my mind to different things and like you know other people's views and stuff and it was just very beneficial and I never really thought about how closed minded I would had thought back when I was like you know growing up like different things that seemed like the norm but in reality now I can see that that's not the norm for most you know regular people. So it's just just very, very wild.
1: We talked about that earlier today about being able to give different types of audiences a listen. And I think with, you know, that track that you mentioned, I think it's awesome. I think that's going to be another set of listeners in just this one album, you know?
0: Yeah hopefully so yeah i mean again we're not trying to be anti-religion band but i i just think like sprinkling in some core things that have just been on our mind that's that's what we try to stay true to the art i don't censor anybody in the band like we we just kind of go for it and we all are like this is this type of song we want to write and so like i already know people are going to be pissed off by it i don't really care that's what making music's about so
1: absolutely what can you tell us about your next single cardinals it sounds
0: pretty sick we wrote that one when we were on the road the title cardinals is a statement bird of virginia so we wrote about kind of flying back home and it's just about like missing your family and friends missing events uh missing funerals and birthdays um and just wishing you could be there but like you know we're playing shows or on tours or doing whatever and i guess that song's more for us than it is for (laughs) For the listeners, to be honest with you, I think the chorus is super catchy, though. So I think people will enjoy it.
1: Like that missing factor, specifically if you're like, let's say in a relationship, being able to miss them, I think it's so healthy.
0: Yeah, I think hoping things stay the same when you know they'll never, it's not. People grow and move on. A month on tour is still a month at home. Like, stuff's going to be different. And it's just, we're all in like long-term relationships and stuff. I'm married and our guitarist is married and stuff. So it's just like, kind of just like an ode to like, I hope we're still cool, basically. (laughs) Yeah funny but
1: no I love it songs typically start with a sound a vocal a beat or anything like that has a song concept ever come from something that caught your eye and inspired you to write about
0: it's almost like storytelling I look at songwriting kind of like storytelling that's normally when we have some of our more better lyric sets it's going to be like it's really I'm telling a story and I'm like it's something I'm super passionate about so yeah I think it's important to like have those have experiences too that just kind of mold you into, damn, this suck, but this is what happened. I'm just going to write a song about it. And like, you know, hope it doesn't happen to me. So yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Well, and I think being able to take like the visuality of things and being able to put it down on paper, it's a very tough task, specifically when you're talking about moments of your life. And when it comes to, uh, you know, like you said, things that you maybe don't even want to experience anymore, or things that you would like to experience, but being able to put that down on paper, I feel like it's a really good way to in a way giving it life.
0: Yeah, for sure. We write quite a few songs about just like our mental health struggles too. And so like, when I'll go back and listen to a song, I'll be like, Oh, I was like at this, but in this spot this time or like john was going through this at this time or they're almost like callbacks to like just core memories that we have and it like i know for other people it kind of helps them get through like tougher stuff that they're going through which is awesome but for like us it's almost like a callback to remember the spot we were in or like how painful something was and it's just like a reminder you can get through that basically or just like not relive it
1: why do you think that message is so important to you guys specifically mental health i noticed in previous interviews as well that's something that's very openly talked about, which I appreciate. But why do you think that is so important for your guys's group?
0: Yeah, I mean, we all struggle with it. You know, I'm on antidepressants. I mean, everybody says it's not something that's super talked about. I think I think mental health is, is talked about a good amount now, which is awesome. I think it could be talked about more. But it's really hard to just reach out and like truly use like the resources and stuff I think that are out there. Like it took me a while to get like a therapist or just be like, really make a call to somebody and mental health is not like, a, I was just talking about this to my parents the other day. I'm like, it's not like a quick fix for a lot of people it's it's like kind of like riding a wave so like some days you're going to be up some days you're going to level out and then there's going to be quite a few days where you're just you're just down and that's just the reality of it but it's like i hope people can take solace in our music that hopefully we can be like an upper for them essentially yeah shit sucks sometimes but like hey it sucks for us too and you know here to help you out here some emo songs and uh you know i hope your day gets better and you know take care of yourself basically you know just go 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 walk by the river go get some sunlight get out of the house that's kind of what our band's about just treat yourself good take some time to treat yourself and just appreciate like you know i like to go outside sometimes and just feel like the air it sounds stupid but just going out and being outside feeling breeze feeling the cold it makes me feel like a person our band never sent out was set out to be like oh this is all about you know mental health and depression and stuff but you know Growing up, that's just something that was affecting everybody and still does. So it's a good outlet for that.
1: Something I've never known how to express or how to put it into words is how my mind is constantly running on creativity. And what happens when I cannot shut that brain down? I I don't sleep. Then I go weeks with, you know, being sleep deprived. And I don't even know, like even now, I'm struggling to even put it into words you know, it's it's you can't shut that creativity brain off. And it's not intentional. It's not because there's a a seek or a need for attention. It's just how do you shut it off? Yeah,
0: yeah, I feel that I feel like in some of my, you know, my weaker days, like, uh, even now, like, if I'm really struggling mentally, and you know I feel I feel sick, I'll, I'll just go take a journal out to literally like just the most private area i can find in like the city um and just like a nice view of something and i'll just start writing and that's that's where a lot of our lyrics and stuff come from or a lot of my lyrics that i contribute come from it's just like being absolutely like in the worst possible mental spot and i just think that just putting stuff to pay like the pen to paper just writing it out makes me feel a lot better and just like i hope people can relate to like some of our darker songs and stuff people have reached out and said like you know that that really helped me out and i mean think like at the time that wasn't that was only supposed to help me out you know i was just out there writing so <laughs> But um, yeah, it, it's hard. I feel like it's very hard to be like a creative person and kind of suffer through that. You, It's almost like crippling most days. So yeah.
1: Yeah, I related a lot to what you said about going out and feeling the air because I have been telling so many people for so many years when they asked me like about religion or anything like that, like the outdoors is truly like my place of worship. And it's because it really is where I'm able to, like you said, feel like a person, especially when I am constantly running on creativity creativity, when I'm constantly running on just not being able to shut my mind off, being able to take that step back, go outside, really does allow me to feel like a person.
0: Yes. It's a weird thing to say. I mean, it's just... But sometimes, like when you're just mentally bogged down so much, I literally I'll just go out and just drive around and be like, it's cold. That feels good to me right now. Like it's just a reminder that like you're in your skin, basically. Like you're you're still there, and it's just it's hard to explain. But it's it feels good to just just be like, damn, that's the air. It's it's hot or like feel something different. I don't know.
1: (laughs) I love that. I love that a lot. You've been to California, but you've also been to Texas. I noticed you guys did a show like in Midland or something, right?
0: Yeah, I love Texas.
1: Can we settle the debate on which is better in and out or nasty burger? And by nasty burger, I mean, what a burger.
0: I knew you meant that. I knew you meant it.
1: Oof. Yeah, I think so. We were we went to Waterburger
0: back in April. I think their burgers are not great. I think they're like instead of being like a thick patty, I think they're more the wide ones if I remember right. They earned some points with me though cuz they had a Dr Pepper like milkshake thing or something going on, and that's my favorite drink. That shit was great. Other than that, I'm probably taking in and out. I think I just like how they all dress up in their little uniforms to be honest with you. <laughs> it's very retro themed um the menu super small, which I actually appreciate. To me, eating it in and out is like I'm on the West Coast, and being from the East Coast, it's like, hey, we're over on the West Coast. Like I'm having a great time normally, so yeah. Well, I, I think I'd have to just pick them over burger, unfortunately. But it is what it is.
1: Awesome. So we can wrap this up. It was so nice to. Um, I'm just kidding.
0: <laughs> I'm Wait, from the West.
1: In and out, man. I'm from California, so oh, to me, okay, there's okay. like okay. there's like no comparison.
0: Animal style. I mean, once somebody put me onto that, I was like, oh yeah, this is this is literally a wrap. It's over.
1: I will say you're absolutely right, though. The shake from Whataburger, and I will say also their biscuits for breakfast are fucking boss.
0: Yeah, I mean, in the Waterburger that we went to, it wasn't even in Texas. It was in like Oklahoma or something. So I can't even fully give it give them that. I you know so. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You did a tour in the UK in twenty twenty three. Any plans on going back?
0: Um, hopefully soon. Yeah. I think um I think the plan is to get back later in this year. That was just like an incredible experience though. Just to meet people, like meet a different sector of like, you know, English speaking folks mostly and um, we got to go around, go to all different parts of the country, went up to Scotland and, you know, up and down the, the whole, the whole country. And it was just so cool to hear the different dialects. I realized I speak very fast in comparison to most British people and have a southern accent. So it was just kind of funny to just feel like, hey, I'm in the... I'm in the minority out here and I I sound like a bomb. So (laughs) I just really enjoyed everything out there though.
1: What will touring look like in 2024 for you guys?
0: We're still working on a couple of things, but I I know we'll be back to Texas at some point. We'll definitely do a full US or two at least. We always like plan it, come and take it live there in Austin. I don't know if have you been there before soon, probably to where come and take it live.
1: No, I haven't.
0: Dude, you should check it out. You should check it out. That's a um. it's probably one of my favorite music venues in the whole country. Actually, it's 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 just like a big like the, the walls are made of like really nice wood. I don't and I don't know how to explain it other than it's just really cool. Like it's just it's just so Texas to me. There's like a the logo is like a gun and it's just our cannons or something. It's just like, oh, yeah, brother, let's go. <laughs> so <laughs>
1: When you play there, I won't say if, but I'll say when. When you do, yeah. I'll come by and I'll bring you in and out. And
0: I will put you on the guest list and we can hang out. I, I'll make <laughs> you that promise. That'll be fun.
1: Awesome. And who knows? Maybe I'll be nice enough to like give you a Whataburger shake with your In and Out meal. There we go.
0: Don't tempt me. You. you don't got to go to two places, but I'll definitely take that In and Out. <laughs> I didn't even know about that.
1: Yeah. Can you respond to anyone who's been to your Instagram and wondered why you don't post much?
0: Yeah, I don't like social media. I actually, um, I used to post quite a bit. I used to be very active, I think, probably 2021-2021. or pre-pandemic honestly I was extremely active I really cared about my social media image Um, I did have a lot more photos on Instagram I I was pretty active on like Twitter and stuff and um, I just think as I've gotten older and just the band has kind of like gotten a little bit more serious and stuff I just kind of dialed back I just I don't find myself as creative to post things which sounds sad it's probably some some form of something weird going on with me but like i just don't find it in me to post too much anymore so i'm more of one of those people that like i have a lot of people's phone numbers and like when we play shows or tours i just i just Love to hang out with people in person. That's just like who I am. Get together. People hang out in the green room and stuff. And I don't know. That's it, It's
1: a good question now.
0: Some of my friends have asked that. And I say, I just, I just don't care. Like, I, I don't know.
1: I will say there is definitely value in wanting those in person experiences rather than oversharing yourself on social media. I think that it does also give Tim this mystery. And I think that when you do reach out and you do give yourself to the people in your circle, whether it's, you know, your wife or your family members, when you're not giving it out to, let's say, social media, it's more intimate, you know, so I do. I respect that.
0: Yeah, I've also I've had people overstep to bound a lot of boundaries as far as like sharing certain things about the songs and stuff like that. That or just like my some of my interests that I used to post, like I I always post about like Legos, I like other things, and just people just take it take it too far and on with it, and it, I don't I don't know. I would like to I'm just more of like a person that likes to keep to myself now, just because I don't want to overshare with like literally random people anymore, but. I guess that's just a tribute to, to kind of growing up or something. I don't, I don't know. No, but, yeah.
1: absolutely. And not necessarily just growing up, but also valuing who you give your intimate time to. And I think that I'm sure for the people that do wish they could see more of Tim on Instagram, right? When you yeah. do give them that, hey, how are you doing? Or hey, happy holidays. Hey, happy new year. They feel a little bit more special, you know? Yeah.
0: You have Instagram. I'll, I'll throw you. I'll throw you a follow, even though I'm not. I don't super active. Did you follow me? I feel bad. I don't go on here too much.
1: I only follow the band. Honestly, something that I have with a lot of the interviews I'm doing, I want to have open conversations with people. But more importantly, I think that I don't want people to feel obligated. And so I don't go on there and be like, hey, you know, like I go crazy and following everyone because I also don't want people to think that I'm using if that makes sense.
0: That makes sense. I always have this conundrum when we do, like, tours with bands or whatever, and, like, we haven't met the people yet, but I'm like, should I should I follow them? Because I, I'm gonna know them eventually. Maybe yeah. if they're cool. So, like, yeah, I feel you on that one. It's, it, yeah. it's definitely hard thing to to like figure out but (laughs) yeah well
1: and i also want people that i interview i want them to follow me like after the episode i truly want them to follow me because they appreciated the conversation in the episode um and not just like hey thanks for having me on i'll give you a follow to give you a follow if the interview is not liked and you don't like the outcome of the episode i i don't take it personal you know
0: we have definitely done interviews where like the questions don't make any sense or whatever and it's like cool i it's just a checkbox but like this has actually been really fun i haven't done an interview since our last record cycle This is actually the first one we've done so like it's just been like a super cool conversation so appreciate you
1: if not music what would tim be doing
0: so i actually have a degree in mechanical engineering with like a focus in like nuclear energy and i really wanted to basically create a way to dispose of safe nuclear waste which currently doesn't really exist so that's what i studied in college and kind of put that entire thing like on the back burner when I wanted to graduate it, and then i started taking you know music and stuff a little bit more seriously and uh, I'd like to pursue that at some point but right now it's it's we can't dedicate all my energy into diving into like a career like that, so I'd probably be doing that. But for now, I work at a music venue and uh, just kind of do my thing and you know hang out. So yeah,
1: that's amazing. I noticed something with spicy chips was a thing, whether it was yeah. like the Taco Bell challenge thing or hot Cheetos. Who brings that to the band? It's
0: definitely not me. Um, I'm a probably like OCT shout out. Um, so my acid reflux is just kicking my ass every day, but that's probably a Travis thing. He's uh, more into. The spicy food he likes to eat some of the more like extravagant, you know, things when we go on tour. Me and him tried haggis for the first time um like on that uk tour i mean he just tries different things like he's into eating like weird weird things which is cool uh yeah he he brings kind of like that let's get some voodoo chips let's get some hot kettle chips like stuff like that
1: how old are you tim if you don't mind me asking yeah i'm i'm 30 okay so i mean some of us are discovering acid reflux in our (laughs) mid-30s so hey at least you know how to handle it
0: yeah i had it i was got tums for quite a while and then like the tums just like can only eat so many damn Toms after whatever. So like, I don't know, I don't treat my body super good as far as like eating the healthiest. I, I like a good salad as a palate cleanser, but I'm always down to like crush like burgers and hot dogs and spaghetti. Like I don't really care. So, <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: awesome. Well, thank you so much for, you know, giving me the opportunity to chat with you today and also talking about the music. I feel like the insight of who you are is truly coming through and what we talk about an i like what you guys are doing with the music well thank
0: you well yeah i appreciate you having us on like i said we haven't i haven't chatted with anybody in a long time this was definitely a very a very pleasant conversation and you know next time we're in texas you know if you're available i'll definitely throw you on the list you can hang out at a show or something but yeah this was super sick
1: that would be awesome in and out burger a shake from water burger and i'll bring you legos and we'll oh my god talk You'll all about
0: that forever <laughs> <laughs>
1: Awesome, awesome. Well, Tim. Thank you so much, and to all the other band members, they sucked for not being able to be here today. <laughs>
0: I know. Ironically, our a uh, couple of guys are on vacation. One of our guys is uh he's actually in LA going to visit like Death Valley, I think, and then like Joshua Tree. So he's like out in SoCal, but that it's their loss though. It just means that me and you get to chat more. So they exactly. Can get, they can get that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly. No, it's it's been a pleasure, truly, and I love that organically we were able to jump into some subjects I had no intention of talking about, and that's where I find value in conversation So I appreciate nice.
0: you so much. Yeah, it's definitely nice when we can kind of just make it super organic. So yeah, I appreciate you as well.
1: And I hope your plumbing stuff gets fixed soon. They didn't come. They didn't come. So I, <laughs> I don't know.
0: Well, I hey. guess I guess it's, the day is over. Five thirty. 30 I don't know. They they went home. So.
1: Hey, they knew better than to interrupt this awesome conversation. So they were like, oh, let's take care of it tomorrow.
0: You're damn right they did. I would have got really thrown off if he had like rang the doorbell at like five or whatever. I would have been like, ah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Well, thanks again so much, Tim. Yeah, good talking with you. All righty. Bye-bye. Cheers. Hey, if you've made it this far, don't forget to follow the socials on the screen or in the description below. And don't forget to subscribe to this channel. See you next week.